Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, December 28th, 2020. Today we have a brand new big deal movie uh, review coming at you. Pixar's latest film, Soul. Ooh, baby. Uh, we got a new movie. I mean, we've had we've been doing new movies, some streaming movies. Kind of feel like we've been uh, digging at the bottom of the barrel. And not really. I mean, stream movies are good nowadays. But this is the first kind of theater-worthy movie that I've seen in probably since Palm Springs. Yeah, this is this is v- very well made, top quality. Spent a lot of money to make this movie, and mm-hmm. you can tell. Mm-hmm. And it's just so great to watch. You miss it. Yep, released on Christmas Day, free Disney Plus. I don't. It does not appear that it has any sort of time limit. Uh, it said a Disney Plus original did not have like the thirty day watch period that the HBO Max movies are having. So uh, be sure to uh, go listen to it if you haven't already. Come back, listen to our review. Uh, this could be tomorrow, or this could be two years from now. Um, should I go into another future trap where I'm talking to future people? Do it. No, it's okay. okay. I got very confused last time. Give <laughs> <laughs> me the show. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Hulk smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Joe is a middle school band teacher whose life hasn't quite gone the way he expected. His true passion is jazz, 
and he's good. But when he travels to another realm to help someone find their passion, he soon discovers what it means to have soul. Yes. Um, Pixar's first movie since Onward, which is yep. the last movie we saw in theaters. Yup. Um, if I had to describe this movie in one, two, three, four words, it would be five words. It would be maybe six words. It would be a grown-up version. Maybe seven words, a grown-up version of Inside Out. Uh, that might have been eight, but we're fine. <laughs> um, kind of, yeah. I mean, it more to- serious topics is what I mean by that. Like, yeah, it's it, you know, um, aggressive, aggressive, aggressive spoilers. Yeah, of course, especially for this one. The other ones, I usually don't give a shit. But yeah, this is a good movie. Don't spoil it. Go watch it. Yeah, these are high high quality shit. Um, yeah, no, this has to do with him dying and yeah. being in the afterlife and finding his passion, his soul, as you know. Who he is and what his life is well, about. Inadvertently finding his passion and his soul because he was just trying to get back to life and then finds his passion and soul through that. Well, yeah. And it's very good. Yeah. Um, It's not what I expected. No. Me neither. From the trailers. I don't know if you typically don't always watch the trailers. Did you watch trailers for this? I've seen snippets, but not like trailer trailers. They didn't give a whole lot away, and I liked that. I feel like Pixar always does that, though. I feel like we always go into Pixar movies like thinking about this, this, and that, you know, or whatever, and then it's like, ends up the movie, like, onward, I was like, what the fuck, this is not what I was expecting at all, but it's usually good. Yeah, and I think, especially Pixar, it's one of those things where it's like, you just trust them. Yeah. You don't have to know what's going on, you don't have to be interested in the topic to want to see the movie. Yeah. If there's a new Pixar movie, you want to see it. Yeah, I mean, they've only kind of fucked up one movie. Cars 2. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Usually, especially originals, because Cars 1 is great. Yeah. Like, if it's a new idea or something, their only bad movies have been sequels. I think their worst original The, the Good Dinosaur isn't yeah. great, but it's worth it just for the visuals. Which I'll talk about in a sec. Like, those visuals back then might not even stand up to this movie <laughs> only four years later. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah, man. They just churn out great movie after great movie. This movie, we talked about it in Onward, too. Um, it didn't feel like Pixar. It kind of felt like a really, really good DreamWorks movie. Yeah. This felt more like a Pixar movie. No, 100%. Onward was their, we're pumping out two movies. We're going to spend a lot of time on Soul, and we're going to get big names to make up for it with Onward. Yeah, and Onward told a good story, and it was still heartwarming, and I cried in that movie, definitely. But it was more of like an adventure movie. Um, it was still great, fantastic. It was different, though, where this movie was like a really well-constructed, you know, thoughtful piece, not just for kids to watch, but kind of like a deeper, uh, you know, message they were sending just, you know. And it was something that was kind of, I feel like, kind of resonated at this time. Obviously, they weren't expecting there to be a pandemic and planning that and everything. But, um, you know, it, it was it was touching. And it, it just had that underlying message and whatnot. You know, they made it for $150 million, and they released it for free. Um <laughs> which sucks you know but yeah disney's pumping out money i just hope that doesn't hurt the future of the production but it was good mouse getting the plot slash story what'd you give it i gave it a 16 i thought you were gonna say six <laughs> give it a 16 for plot slash story um i think it was good and the whole point of it it worked for me some of the big moments that could have hit hard they kind of glanced over like him dying <laughs> <laughs> was just like he's dead and there was no emotional build up there was nothing there was no you know what i mean i think that was intentional cuz it is still a family movie so i yeah. think they didn't want 
the kids, you know, the kids to be like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I, I just, I, I, spoiler alert, I think that was the weakest part of the movie for me. Okay. Um, but I think everything still worked. Wow. I mean, 16 is still a really good score. That's the weakest part. I mean, 16 is a very good score. Uh, yeah. Um, I, you know, but I don't know. I just, there was parts of it that could have been better. Yeah. I also gave it a 16. Okay. Um, man, I, I thought it was great. I mean, obviously I, there's four points higher you can get, but I usually reserve that or three, 17, 18, 19, 20, four points higher <laughs> that you could get. But I usually reserve that for like, you know, the Oscar winning films or films like law abiding citizen. Um, <laughs> no, it was great, man. It was, you know, it was, they did their thing. Like you said, they didn't really play up the depth, the death, but I think that was for a reason. Um, and they did a good job and this is kind of key element. So I don't want to touch on it too much, but just, touching on the death you know subject matter and kind of but keeping the plot going without you know diving too much into it to kind of scare kids off and everything and yeah um there was no you don't need this in a pixar movie but there was no bad guy you know movies don't need bad guys but there was no like super emotional it was emotional and again i'll talk about that you know Mm -hmm. i may or may not have teared up but there was there was almost (laughs) no like climax like there was but there wasn't at the same time there was no you know it was kind of like again spoilers but you know he he gives up his life pretty much for 22 and then it just he he gets it right back you know what i mean yeah and there's no crazy twist or anything like everything you can see coming and there wasn't like like the inside out where there's you know no big sacrifice in the middle like i don't want to say sacrifice but you know like when bing bong yeah yeah there was nothing like that which you don't necessarily need that but um, it does help because again, 16 is a good score, but to get those high, high level scores, you need to do more stuff with your story. Mm-hmm. I think 16 is the most, this type of score, uh, this type of story can get where yeah. there's no main villain. There's no huge parts. It's just a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I, it was good, but yeah. it doesn't have that extra stuff to take it above the top. Yeah, for sure. Uh, visuals slash cinematography tie. I gave this a 20 out of 20. Um, this was some of the most beautifully animated stuff I've seen. I mean, just the right traditional animation stuff of when they're in the spirit realm and it's like the wide open planes and they're all little souls and everything like that was traditional cartoon and it looked fine. But then you get to the New York city setting and just the up close shots, just the leaves rustling and, you know, just, and then the, when they panned out and they got like the shots of like, you know, there was that one scene in particular where it showed like a building and then it zoomed out a little bit more and then zoomed out a little bit more. I think it's okay. Yeah. I think it's when he was, like in the zone or something. I don't remember exactly what part of the movie, but yeah, it was like his apartment and it, it zoomed out to like part of uh, Manhattan and then the whole state and the whole country, whatever. And the one in particular that showed like all of Manhattan with all the different buildings that they individually, you know, like above, like the above shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Ryan, like that must've been, you know, cause they talk about that Coco scene where they, you know, animated all those buildings and it took so much, you know, processing power and time yeah. and everything like that scene itself must've been taken so much time. Cause each one of those buildings I'm sure is hand animated, not hand, but you know, animated. And There's whatnot. a team working on it. Yeah. It's not just like, Hey, let's throw a building here. And it's definitely not copy and paste. Like, yeah, this so. is Pixar. <laughs> It it looked fantastic. It looked realistic at times. There yeah, was it did. when uh, Jerry, no, when Terry was in the real world, like searching down <laughs> Joe. Like it looked like yeah. he was a cartoon in a real world. Those that was those shots were incredible. I I just um, it was fantastic. It was the Pixar scene. It was the Toy Story four scene with the rain a little bit up more, and it's just what, why'd you make that face? Because I gave it a nineteen. Oh okay. 
because I don't think it had that rain scene from Toy Story That's 4 fair. that yeah. just fucking took me out of my seat. Holy shit. Yeah. This looked beautiful and incredible throughout. Yeah. It did not have that one or two scenes where I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. And maybe that Manhattan scene would be the closest one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that scene, just that scene alone in Toy Story 4 is some of the best animation I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, the raindrops and everything, yeah. And that was two Pixar movies ago? Yeah. And I'm sure it took a lot of work or whatever, but they this whole movie looked beautiful. They didn't have a boom, incredible shot like that. Mm-hmm. It's fucking 19. It's it, You're splitting hairs at this point. Yeah. Uh, I also really like the music. I think that kind of goes with our cinematography yeah. score, typically. The music was great in this. Mm-hmm. I loved the piano piano, and when they were playing the jazz and, like, when he was in class and the girl just started playing and, like, everyone started laughing at her and then mm-hmm. he started playing the piano. Like, it, 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 there was a passion in this movie where they had yeah. people who loved music and loved this kind of stuff. And you could feel that watching it and listening to it. It's because there was a uh, an excellent musician leading the way in Jamie Foxx. That's true. Voicing him. I don't know if Jamie Foxx is played, actually. Played Ray Charles. Did he really? Um, that's like a 95%. (laughs) (laughs) Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder? Nope. Ray. 2004 movie. Fucking nailed that. I didn't know uh, Jamie Foxx was a singer until he sung the national anthem at like one of the boxing events once. And I was like, what? He makes music? (laughs) Um, It didn't sound like Jamie Foxx. Maybe I don't know what Jamie Foxx doesn't sound like, but or I don't know what he sounds like. I I think it was Jamie Foxx playing this character. Yeah. It wasn't Jamie Foxx, but it, you could tell it was his voice. Um, I think he just kind of his mannerisms and how he talked. He was playing the more soft teacher yeah. role. Yeah, um, for sure. Than his typical roles. Yeah, but 20, man. I just I was blown away by I, – I wish I could have seen this on a big screen. I really do. I was and thinking that the entire time. Maybe that Toy Story scene, maybe if you saw it on the big screen, maybe you would have put it, gave it a 20 because you would have got that Toy Story scene, you know, in this. Yeah. Um, cause there's always that one scene where they flex their muscles. Yeah. And I, I think it probably is that Manhattan scene. Yeah. Um, just showing everything like mm-hmm. they did. And I'm sure if it is on a big screen where you get to see all of the detail in it. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. In, in a theater. Maybe I would have. Yeah. It, it's just crazy to me. You see a movie like Zootopia and like, yeah, it's animals, but that looks great, but it still looks cartoony. Like this didn't look cartoony. No. I mean, obviously the people did. Yeah. With the, 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 you know, the way they chose to animate them. Yeah. They didn't choose to make them look realistic. Yeah. Um, but the city and the landscape and everything else looks so fucking good. It's Pixar. Key elements. What'd you give it? I gave it a 17. I also gave it a 17. Um, it's emotional. Yep. There's some laughs. Yep. It's heartwarming. Yep. It's, it's Pixar. <laughs> this literally key elements is just Pixar. Yeah, and how it, Pixar is this movie? Was it was a Pixar movie, and they've they've gone a little bit more Pixar, and that's why I gave it a seventeen. Like I mentioned, Inside Out, this being a little bit more of a grown up version. Um, you know, Inside Out, there was like even remove the Bing Bong scene, but the scene where she's like crying with her parents and stuff—that's super emotional. I don't know if this movie was trying to be super emotional, or if it was just that underlying death message and people's purpose in life and everything that they were trying to send. Yeah, you know, like. Maybe even this movie helps people with, like, depression and everything. I don't know. But, you know, it's kind of that whole purpose in life question that we all have. And they knocked it out of the park. You know, they didn't have that overwhelming uh, emotional scene. I think also this could be a little hard for some kids to understand, which I know, you know, it's not fully their intent. But they want – it is still a family movie at the end of the day. So I could see that. I've heard – you know, I was reading online that some people were saying their kids got lost early on. But I didn't knock it down too much because of that. I just think – yeah. 
it's there's been super super Pixar movies. I mean, you think of the up scene and you know the Toy Story three scene, not Toy Story four, even though the cast was hyping it up that they cried more than any other movie. <laughs> uh, they've had this is ridiculous because I cried more just just in Toy Story three alone. <laughs> yeah, uh, the inside out scene, like I've mentioned, like they've had these. You know, cars when he pushes the car across the finishing line. It's beautiful. <laughs> Maybe not that one, um, <laughs> but they've had these these signature moments, which deserves a twenty, and that's just kind of what you're measuring up against at this point. Yeah. Um, even Coco, when he's singing to his grandma at the end, um, we all know how emotional Coco makes you. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it was it was good. Seventeen is obviously very very good. It's just there is that that you know gold standard that they do have. Yeah, just and, didn't quite reach. Yeah, and again, once you get up to 17, 18, 19, you have to do incredible things yeah. to earn that. And 17 is they did really, really good. There wasn't those huge key moments. They had one moment that was supposed to be the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it hit, and I'm a, I got I cried. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, I cried. Yeah. Um, the rest of it, though, wasn't, you know, a lot of the good ones will have stuff here and there. Um, again, I, I, it's hard not to compare this movie to inside out just with the themes and everything. And, Mm -hmm. um, you think of bing bong moment and inside out. And then Mm -hmm. when she learns it's okay to be sad and she's crying with her parents and it's all her memories and inside out and there's multiple moments and stuff. Mm -hmm. This one had one moment that didn't hit as hard Mm -hmm. and it was just the one. Yeah. I mean, I cried twice. I cried when he like realized when he was thinking about his whole life and how he already lived, um, and then I cried a little bit just at the end, like when he was helping 22 and everything. But it was mostly when he was realizing his life. I'm guessing that's the scene you cried at. Like when he was playing the piano and he was like going through all his memories. And okay. It was like him with his dad and then him. See, the one that got me was when 22 found her spark or whatever. And like he was he was looking through it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. when he, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. He laid everything out on the piano when he came back. Yeah. Started playing it and was going through everything and then realized and then went back to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that was my moment. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was relatable. A lot of people, you know, probably feel this way, you know, myself included. Like, you, you work so hard on chasing these things that you feel like you're born on this earth to do or these passions. And, like, you feel incomplete, you know, without these things or if you don't, you know, accomplish a certain thing, which in this movie was him, you know, getting that gig. He finally gets that gig and he's like, wait, this doesn't feel how I thought it felt. You know, thought he was living his whole life just for that one moment when he didn't and he never realized that he was living his whole life all along. Yeah, and, and I think he, you know, he's talking sad. to, <laughs> right at when he realizes that, and he's talking to the lady, and she's like, "There's a story of a fish, and the fish is trying to find the ocean," yeah. and he's like, "Well, you're in the ocean." He's like, "What do you mean? This is just water." Yeah, and it's like that—that's kind of what it is. Like what you expect is just everyday stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a whole lot of it that makes up this grand thing, and that's what you expect it to be. But when it comes down to it, it's not as grand as you're gonna expect, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I feel like people can relate to the Joe side of it as much as the 22 side of things. Yeah. Where it's, they don't know what their spark is. They don't know what they're supposed to do and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was very good. It was a good movie. Characters. I give it a 16. I gave it, I lost my document. Oh my gosh. I gave it a 15. Okay. It's my lowest score. Spoiler alert. Um, it's tied with me with plot for my lowest score. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 22 is not the best character. I thought, I thought she was funny. I thought she was good, but in terms of Pixar characters where she was supposed to be the yeah center one with Joe, mm-hmm. 
they it, I didn't connect as much. Well, that might be too because half of the movie she's pretty much playing Joe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, she's playing Joe, and then you know there's a cat, and then they're yeah. they're sold like they're the same characters in very different forms throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, which kind of I guess that probably could play into the connecting to it part. Yeah. But you see Joe as the person, then you see Joe as the soul, and then you see Joe as the cat, and then you see Joe as the person. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I could see that Joe is a good character. Uh, they're good characters. Again, sixteen's a good score. Yeah. It's just nothing is takes me over the top to where I'm like, this is an incredible. This is like Wally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there isn't a Wally character where, you know, they. It's just there isn't that over the top thing. Yeah. Uh, my main reason was there wasn't those secondary characters that can kind of help drive things above and beyond that could even help the key element score. You know, again, for the 50th time, I'll mention Inside Out. and the Bing Bong scene, he's a side character that yeah. helps. Um, you know, Toy Story 3, you know, great villain in uh, whatever his name was. I can't B. remember his name. It's um, a B. <laughs> you know, that helped drive the emotion in the key elements. You know, even Up, uh, Ellie, you know, she's... She's a, a side character in that movie, considering she's only in it for five minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she really helps drive that scene. And sometimes you need those side characters to kind of be those. Um, That's an Alex Lotso. Fuck. Lotso. Um, sometimes you need those side characters to kind of like help push it above and beyond. Just give it that little bit more depth. And this movie, outside of these two, didn't really have that. I mean, they had Terry, which was the comedic relief. I loved him. I thought he was funny. Terry was good. And then all of the Jerry's. They were good. Um, um, Terry it, was my favorite. Though. Uh, soul, wind, moon, spirit. I don't know his actual fucking yeah. name because there was all of them. That one guy would probably be the next side character well, who had the most screen time. Yeah, no, for sure. It wasn't a great character. It was He was a good and it was kind of funny, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Bing Bong. It wasn't a you know, standout. Yeah. And I think the closest thing they had to that and maybe what they were – it kind of is because I feel like some of these Pixar movies do have these moments like halfway through where they have this side character moment, whatever. But it was probably his mom um, that was okay. maybe supposed to be the most you know emotional kind of driven thing, and it was good. Um, it just kind of happened really quick. And, yeah, you know, you have that barbershop scene that's really yeah. I like I really like the barbershop one where they're talking and the guy's like you know talking about himself and whatnot. Yeah, and he was like, you know, this isn't always what I wanted to do, but I had to do something else, and I love what I do now. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a very good emotional moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just think that that scene, while it was good and it helped drive the story, it did kind of take away from that mom scene because like I feel like the barbershop scene was just so much more intricate and everything, whereas the mom scene was just kind of like, you never believe him in ma, and then she made him a suit. Yeah, and I did like that scene where, you know, he's technically in the cat's body at that time, and then it pans behind the mom, and it's him talking, Mm -hmm. even though it's not really him in that moment, but it's him, you know, it's very much him communicating with his mom, and this is what he's wanted to have the courage to say this entire time. Yeah. Um, They had good scenes, and they had good characters, but they didn't have great characters and great side characters. Yeah. Um, They had good moments with characters, but nothing consistently. Mm-hmm. they were good, but they weren't top, top Pixar characters. I love Terry, though. Terry was good. I liked when he was receiving the medal for the – they're like, we want to welcome Terry as we present him with the medal that he created for us to present him or whatever. <laughs> and then at the end, it was like, how'd you get around Terry? He was like, Terry, look over there. And he just moved in. It was just funny. It was a good side character. I, I like Terry. That was good. And then the 
in person where he drops the wrong person or he grabs yeah. the wrong person, takes him like to the soul world or whatever, <laughs> and then just drops him off and he looks fucking terrified. Yeah, the V Diggs character, yeah. <laughs> it just it was fantastic. Um, um it was just good, man. It's good stuff. He was great. His accent it was like Australian slash British. I don't know what it was, but it sounded just like Riley when she tries to do a British accent, and that's what I told her. <laughs> I asked her if she voiced that character, which was voiced by a girl, ironically enough. Yeah, playing a guy. I, I, it sounds good well, to me. Well, Terry. So tearing a non, non-binary yeah. <laughs> imaginative, I don't know. <laughs> uh, enjoyment, Ty. How much did you enjoy this movie on a scale from 0 to 20 to 1 to 20? Sorry. So 14 to 16 is like my second, and then 17 to 20 is my top, top level. Mm-hmm. Give it a 17. It just barely sneaks into a top level enjoyment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right on that edge, but I had a really good time watching the movie. I gave it an 18. Okay. Um, 19 and 20, I would consider one of my all-time favorites. 17 and 18, would watch again, would recommend. Thought about the movie for the coming days and weeks. Uh, 18 is usually the score I give. Um, and maybe this is like where your old 20s used to be, but like if it's a really good movie, but not like a 1917, I'll give it an 18. Like I gave Spider-Man Far From Home an 18, and just other movies of that caliber. Yeah. Um, I just thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I, you know, it was touching. It made me feel. I was not bored. It made me laugh. It made me think about actual life a little bit. Oh, yeah. And related it to actual life. And, you know, that's a lot of things, you know, that can go right. And I wouldn't say it's one of my all-time favorites. That's why I didn't make it in 1920. Um, but 18, man, that's a fantastic it's a fantastic score for a fantastic movie. Pixar Ye- doing it again. <laughs> 17 again. It's right there. It had everything. I think the, the lower score to where it isn't top, top, top um, comes back to plot and story. Where I didn't give it a great score, mm-hmm. it it was slow at points, yeah, and not awful, and it wasn't for extended periods of time, mm-hmm. but there was moments that dragged. Um, you get through them quickly, but it's not a perfectly paced go 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 movie where you're you're entertained and emotional the entire time. Yeah, and I think that took away from it a little bit for me. Yeah, if the story was more, you know, kept me into it longer. It would be top level because it has everything there, dude. The animation's great, the emotional, uh, you know, part of it, and the message they're sending, and the things they do is all fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very, very, very enjoyable film. Yeah, the story is the weakest part, but it's still good. You know what I mean? And again, if we're having to justify a seventeen, like it's a very good movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I really, really, really liked this movie. It a lot of people agree with you because it's got a ninety one audience, ninety seven Rotten Tomato score, and that's right. You know, it's Pixar doing Pixar, yeah. and it may not be their best movie ever, but it's it's up there. Yeah, for sure. It's got an eight point five out of ten average critic score. So you compare that to Onward, their last movie they made, which was still fantastic and still got a great score because it still looked good and still told a solid story, and it was still you know still got a good score for me. Um, it got an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, and let's see, it got a, let's go to C-score details here, a 7.2 out of 10 average rating, so that's probably fair. Okay. Well, Onward was a good Pixar movie, Pixar doing Pixar, and then, you know, like like I said, a really, really good DreamWorks movie, and then this was vintage Pixar, taking it, you know, one step above and beyond. Yeah, no, I agree with that, for sure. Um, so what is your final score? My final score, Jason, is 85 out of 100. I gave it lost it an 86 out of 100 for 
a 85 and a half. Now, if we go over to Rotten Tomatoes, Pixar movies, tomato meter, where does this movie fall? <laughs> From the bottom, we have Cars 2, 39%. Mm. Only, it. only not fresh movie. That Pixar Are you serious? Made. Yeah. Next up, this fucking hurts my heart. <laughs> last place, Cars 2. Second to last, Cars 3. Third yep. to last, Cars 1. <laughs> Your favorite franchise <laughs> is aggressively the least, the worst rated. 39, 69, 74, Good Dino, 76, Brave, which hand up, I still haven't seen. That I've seen parts of it. I don't think I've ever completely watched it. Uh, Brave, 78, Monster University, 80, Onward, 88. That's a big jump. Uh, Bugs Life, 92, which I saw when I was a kid, but it's been a long time. Um, Incredibles 2, 93, Finding Dory, 94. Wally 95, Monsters Inc. 96, Ratatouille 96, The Incredibles 97, Coco 97, Toy Story 4 97, Soul 97. So the only movies rated higher than Soul are Up at 98, Toy Story 3 at 98, Inside Out at 98, Finding Nemo at 99, Toy Story 1 at 100, and Toy Story 2 at 100. That feels fair. You know, those are prime Pixar. Those are Pixar doing the absolute best and groundbreaking animation for the time for each one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is right there. Just not at that level yet, but I mean, it's, it's incredible. Now, if you know, Armin white didn't review toy story three, it'd have like a 99% because he's true. one of like the only know, people on the world, three people that gave it a rotten, um, fittingly, Jason soul comes in at 11th out of four, 42 movies we've reviewed mm-hmm. at number 10 is onward it's higher it's lower than onward by 0.5 oh you gave onward an 87 yeah i did and you gave onward an 85 so you took you gave soul one point higher i gave soul two points lower giving it a 0.5 difference yeah um do you agree that soul is one point better than onward jay Yes, because after watching this movie, I threw it on my Pixar rankings list that I still have from our Ranking Every Pixar episode from about two years ago now. Almost not. Almost shit. Um, if you haven't listened to that, go check that out. That's probably probably our best episode, and it was like our seventh one, so we peaked really early. Yeah, it's been downhill from there. Um, but that was a great episode. <laughs> I ranked it ninth, one spot ahead of Onward. Okay. Ninth out of 21 behind, fittingly, Inside Out at number eight, Ratatouille, Toy Story 3, Coco, Fucking love Coco. Toy Story One, <laughs> Wally, Toy Story Two. <laughs> Wally should be above Toy Story Two. We did we did our March movie madness last year and Wally won the animated bracket. Yep. And number one cars. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh, I gotta go back and listen to that episode. Um you see, I I think oh, excuse me. What Onward lacks in the animation mm-hmm. because it it I mean, you put these two side by side, you absolutely think they're made by different studios. Yeah. Um and that's okay. It doesn't look bad. It just is not what soul looks like. Yeah. The story is better. It's more connecting throughout and they have more emotional moments throughout yeah. between the brothers. So I think, you know what it lacks in animation, it makes up for with the story and character moments, which is why they're right next to each other because they're both incredible movies Yeah, and they both have very good parts on each. Um, and again, it's split in hairs. Which one's better? We, yeah. uh, we gave it, you know, three points difference between two movies. And I think Onward 2, um, 
I think better story because I feel like there's kind of more going on and you have this adventure yeah. dynamic, like driving kind of in the driver's seat, driving that story, which it's sitting in the back seat, and you have these underlying elements. I think soul has more of a Pixar underlying message though. Cause onwards just kind of like about brotherhood and familyhood. And it's like, there's not like that, you know, like soul, you know, it's kind of about coping with purpose in life and even yeah. death in a sense, you know, inside out is emotions, ratatouille, I'm just going on my list, Ratatouille, not really. But uh, Coco is even, you know, kind of remembering your loved ones. And another death. They've had a lot of, like, death and emotions. Um, Wally, a movie about humanity and everything. Like, there's some of these movies that have these underlying kind of things. And Onward doesn't quite have that while it has a better, over, like, story just on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Soul hits the soul deeper. Fittingly. <laughs> um I agree with that, and I, and I think onward. I mean, it's still very emotional between the the you know family. It's oh about yeah, family. I cried a lot in that movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's still very good, but it's more in your face and yeah. driving the story, which keeps you glued to the screen more. Yeah, as opposed to Soul, where it's very underlying. You got to think about it. Yeah, yeah, and you know sometimes that can take away from a movie going experience. You know, the first time through, but as you sit and think about it more, it's more impactful. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. Two Pixar movies that we've seen, 0.5 difference. You know what I have right behind Onward? What? Cars 3. Okay. I just want to read this list because I know you probably forgot, but I wanted to piss you off again. Uh, so I have Cars 3, 11th. Monsters, Inc., 12th. <laughs> okay. Hey, all the movies I said were great, besides he'd probably say Cars doesn't belong there, but all the movies are great. Uh, 13th, Toy Story 4. Okay. 14th, Incredibles 2. Okay. 15th, Finding Dory. Okay. 16th, Finding Nemo. Okay. So Finding Dory ahead of Finding Nemo. 17th, Incredibles. So Incredibles 2, three spots ahead of Incredibles 1. 18th, Up. Disgusting. 19th, Monsters University. 20th, Cars 2. 21st, Good Dino. <laughs> so I found my list. Um, when we did it, I had not seen Coco. I don't remember Toy Story 3. Don't remember Bugs Life and have not all seen Brave all the way. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Brave. And so I had four exclusions. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so my list was 16. At number 16 was Cars 2. At number 15 was Cars 3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, up, which you had at 18? Yeah. It's my number three. <laughs> um, and Cars 1, which you had at one? Yeah. Uh, my eighth. That was the episode where we we were trying to talk about the Pixar theory and we were talking about Elon Musk being a time traveler yes. and went on this fucking wild-ass tangent that I don't even really remember. Um, he is from the future and helped create Wally as a warning. That's I believe that was the gist of it. That sounds about right. Oh, you're going to phone call from your dad. Oh, he's going to have to wait. <laughs> um, I need to update this, though. I don't have Onward on here. I don't have Coco, which I've seen, mm-hmm. and now Soul. Yeah. Should we do another Pixar episode? Just play the I greatest mean, hits? We just kind of gave our Don't listen to list. that. We're just going to beep out. It's going to be like a four-minute no, beep out section. Too much. We're not going to cut it. We're just going to beep out every movie we said and what place they were at. So we'll be like, you have beep at 16. I have beep at three. And they're going to be like, I wonder what movie. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, – well, we got a lot. We got Wonder Woman's coming up on Wednesday. It's coming out on Monday. We're about to record that right after this back-to-back recording sessions. Yep. Um, we got new movies coming out. We got our bad movie, last bad movie review of the year. Um, it's going to come out after the new year. Uh, Velocipaster. Velocipaster. Which, streaming on Amazon Prime. Which doesn't even look that bad, but 
it looks like it's a, a college made movie, a yeah. college made film that's going to be entertaining as shit. So we got that. Um, some streaming stuff. WandaVision, the 15th. That'll lead us right into there. Um, and then once March rolls around, we're going to be doing our March movie madness stuff this year. It's going to be electric. I uh, don't want to spoil that yet. Uh, so we got stuff. For sure. And, you know, we'll probably do movie reviews. And then instead of, you know, drafts and rankings that we sometimes do, mm-hmm. probably just be whatever streaming shows going on, whether it's WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We'll probably just do some recap. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no. WandaVision is going to be much more than a recap. Well, we're going to talk about those. <laughs> we're probably going to do a movie and that week's episode discussion. Yeah. Um, Soul. I'm happy it was ahead of Birds of Prey, which you gave uh, three points higher than this movie. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Birds of Prey is a masterpiece. Um, no, I need to fix it. That's <laughs> uh, just true. <laughs> you gave it a 20 on enjoyment, so I think that's just where you could pull from right away. Yeah, and that would easily get dropped down to what, like an 84 maybe? 16? Take four off of that? Yeah, so 84. Let's just... I just want to see what it does to it. It, it didn't change our aggregate score. Oh, yeah, that was before I had it to where Otto did that. You're going to have to do the hard hard math on your own here, That's uh, 82 and a half. 842. 82. So if we just change it to an 84 and resort it, that puts it all the way at 14th, right under Uncut Gems, right ahead of Good Boys. That's more fitting. 82.5 is a fair score. But we can't. It's got to stay at it. No, we'll leave it right there. Leave it. I'll I let just, you I amend just, it. I just, in the moment, adjusted my scale. <laughs> Even though, like, there's a lot of movies on here that you used your 20. Uh, Far From Home definitely got a 20. Uh, I don't think you'd give that much lower, though. Joker got an 18 and should get, like, a 12. Because <laughs> that was a grim movie. Yeah. Um, maybe one day we'll fix it. Rise of Skywalker should be in like the sixties. I gave it a seventy-nine. Way too high. You gave it a seventy-six. Way too high. Not uh, as high as seventy-nine, but way too high. So yeah, we got that stuff coming up. I'm gonna ask you a question on the Wonder Woman podcast at the very end that I was gonna ask you right now. Don't we're, do it. We're gonna do because it's gonna be the last episode of the year because the bad movie review is coming out. After the new year. So we're, we're going to do a little something, something, a little surprise. I'm just going to ask you a question on the fly. It's not a, it's not a hard question. Um, maybe, recommendation. Maybe, maybe, well, maybe you're listening to this on like the Friday mm-hmm. after both episodes are posted. Yeah. Go watch that right now. Listen to it. Yeah, for sure. I have a recommendation. Fuck. What was my recommendation? Uh-oh. Oh, uh, tour to pharmacy. Okay. Uh, 40 minute HBO sports thing they did a few years ago. Now it's on HBO Max, starring David Diggs, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, or is it Michael Sarah? No. Nope. It's the other one. You're going to get it. I get him confused all the time. Jesse, Andy Samberg. Jesse Eisenberg and Andy Samberg. I get them confused all the <laughs> fucking time. And Michael Sarah apparently. Uh, it's got him. I don't know if I said David Diggs already. Yep. Uh, John Cena. Uh, um, Nathan Felder's in there. Fielder. Love it. He's fucking Nathan for funny. you. Yeah. Um, it's a, a 40-minute mockumentary. Uh, there's about three penises in it, so beware, and a set of titties. Uh, it's vulgar. So get excited. <laughs> it's vulgar, <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny. You'll love it, Ty. You got to watch it. I'm excited. And yeah. it's a 40-minute it's a easy watch. Yeah, it's just like a long YouTube video. It looks like something we would make if we had like a budget. Someone give us a budget. <laughs> we can make Velocipaster or Tour de France. Oh, my God. Or pharmacy, whatever. Tour de Pharmacy, yeah. <laughs> um. Your favorite part's going to be, I'm going to call it now. I think it's going to be the uh, 
Lance Armstrong part. And I'm not going to tell you what happens with Lance Armstrong, but I feel like there's like a recurring bit in the thing that I feel like you'll really enjoy. That's fantastic. So Lance Armstrong uh, famously appeared in Dodgeball. Did he? Yeah, when Vince Vaughn's ready to quit. And he's at the bar in the airport getting ready to oh, leave. Oh, that's right. He was like, yeah, no, I guess I would have quit too when I was diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he's like, no, but I'm sure your problems are real serious. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fucking love dodgeball. We got to do a dodgeball movie review. We got Yeah. Whenever we get some time. <laughs> whenever. We got to look up like the dodgeball world series. That'd be electric. Whenever that week we'll <laughs> review dodgeball. <laughs> uh, you got anything else, Ty? I don't. Uh, go listen to the Wonder Woman review yep. if it's out. If not, wait for it and then listen to it. Yeah, I got some things to say. Not really, because... That's a new superhero movie, Jay. Spoiler. Might not have been that interesting. We'll talk about it. Go listen. Let's find out. Maybe he was ag- aggressively interested in it. <laughs> uh, we'll see. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.